Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. I am Austin Cabot. And I'm less enthusiastic than him. I need to change my inflection for every show. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> um, how's, uh, how's things in California, Austin? You're just Good, at man. Sunset. It is sunset right now, and we have a beautiful, beautiful sunset today. I worked on the van out by the beach today, and uh, all is well. Yeah, you sent me pictures. What are you doing by the van? Uh, trying to fix the heater. So right okay. now I don't have AC or heat, but this time of the year we don't need air conditioning, and the heater core yeah. has coolant going through it, and the blower okay. motor works, so I think it's something with the blendor. Blendor. So, but all of the stuff underneath the dash of the Econolines are, it's really like stuffed up in there. Okay. Kind of, so, uh, kind of tough to get to. I, I remember working on my, on my O1, but not a lot under the dash. But I remember looking under the dash like one time to look for like the fuse box when I put the brake controller in. I'm uh -huh. thinking, I'm glad everything works. I don't yeah. want to fix this. <laughs> so the problem right now is that the heater core sits in front of the blend door. So I actually, I okay. think I'm going to have to remove the heater core, which means I'll okay. also have to re-bleed the system. So which, which I don't think is all that tough on those. So. No, I hope not. No. I, I flushed the coolant on mine. I didn't do anything except for just let it idle and burp, and I think it was fine. So. Okay. Yeah, I also but. I got a new windshield put in it yesterday and did an oil change. And nice. And I think I'm decided to keep it. You're going to uh, continue the, the path of RV-ness with it? Yeah, I think so. S slowly modifying it and stuff? Yep. So That's I'll cool. probably start doing some rear suspension stuff. I bought rear pop-out windows for it. Really? The ones that, you know, you can, like, just pop up at the bottom. Um, okay. So you can crack the rear windows. Right now they're bolted in place, so I had to buy some separate oh, ones. Oh, in the, in the back doors, you mean? Yep. And I think I'm going to okay. modify yeah. the hinges yeah. at the top to where you can actually open them up fully, like little uh, Volkswagen bus windows from the cool. 60s. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So if I do that um, there and then on the side and then add one on the window, it should be a pretty pretty open-air ambulance certain times what, what when, about when if we you, needed to uh, be. What about if you did some like hydraulics like uh, uh, and had them open up like 90 degrees to where they ended up opening like awnings or something instead of like four inches? Uh, well, um, that's what I think I'm going to do, though, um, just not with hydraulics. Like, like so they'll open up like, like 90 degrees. Yeah, I'm thinking like a gas shock kind of thing for like a hatchback or something. Or Yeah, I'm just afraid that, not. I don't know, since the windows aren't designed for it, that I'll end up putting yeah. too much pressure closing them and then it'll crack the windows. And they're expensive, uh, man. There was only one person. Glass is super strong. But those The back windows know. are super, super rare. I only found one person selling them uh, in the past okay. couple of weeks. And he just happened to be not. here in L.A., so was able to get everybody those. that has those doesn't want to sell the back windows because they're still using it as a rusty work van. Yeah. Well, even the like <laughs> the pop open back windows are just I guess they're kind of rare and Ford no longer okay. makes them and doesn't make the hardware. Yeah. So you can buy the glass, but you can't buy the yeah. hardware frame. Yeah, because probably most of them were work vans. My, mine had fixed rear windows. I remember that. So. Yeah, most a majority of them do. It's really just the yeah. passenger vans that have the the pop out rear windows, and most of the passenger cool. vans are still in use. Yeah, or or scrapped a million years ago, one or the other. Yeah, so I think people actually scour junkyards for them. I mean, I, I they weren't cheap. I mean, they were like yeah. 170 bucks for both of them, but they came with all the hardware and seals and everything. So nice. I've nice. been looking for a little while. What uh, what other future plans do you have for that thing? Like uh, this winter. 
Um, probably just go ahead and do the solar setup and get a fridge in it. Uh, I think okay. I'm going to do a custom bed setup in it as well. So, because right now I'm still using those. Campable. I'm yeah, I'm still using those porch furniture um, squares. So yeah. probably redo that and then do some suspension stuff. I think it needs new rear leaf springs, uh, just because they're kind of worn out from 20 years of being an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. So I do that. Uh, rear shocks and then some lighting things. Just just a bunch of small things. Nice. Are you gonna do like like uh, anything on the exterior? Like make it not look like an ambulance? I kind of want to paint it desert tan. Yeah, I, I saw in our Slack chat for Grid Life the other day that you and Cone said Cone. I think Cone said something about uh, desert tan. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been telling Cone I've wanted to paint it desert tan for a couple couple weeks now. Would you paint it or would you do like a like a truck bed liner or something like that? I don't know. I mean, the biggest thing with the truck bed liner is it's really hard to to get clean. Like if you run through heavy mud with yeah. it. And then you yeah. pressure wash it down. It just it gets stuck down in there. What about uh, what about vinyl? Like DIY vinyl, that thing. You could do vinyl. I mean, I thought about doing it just in vinyl squares, kind of like uh, your CRX was, but obviously much larger vinyl squares, just because yeah, it's, it awesome. would take forever. Like if I could do um, like one foot by one foot vinyl squares, it might not look that bad. No, it, it, and then you got less seams and stuff too to get dirty. Yeah. So um, I think that would actually look pretty cool with like maybe two or racers. three different colors of kind of desert tan. Yeah, man. And, and it's easy to wash and, uh, you know, it cleans up like paint and stuff. But a lot of yeah. racers have been wrapping their cars themselves, like Eric Cattill and like half a dozen Grid Life buddies. I think the Hard Times guys did their own cars. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they've been, uh, you know, you buy vinyl online and like for a hundred bucks, you can do the whole car, you know? So. Yeah, I think it look uh, it looked pretty sweet. I might just see if uh, I can find some piece. scraps from like a vinyl shop. Just go, just go on eBay, spend like a hundred dollars, and just be done with it. Do yeah, it. just a bunch of squares. Yeah, it, it, or just buy big pieces and start putting them on and cut the seams where it works. You know, I, yeah. If you've got a good heat gun, and, or if you're like in the sun, which you would be if you're sitting by the beach. <laughs> yeah, I get I probably, get that a lot. <laughs> you could probably just do it yourself. You know. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing right now, there's some rust forming on the drip rails, you know, like the rain okay. rails up top, which is pretty common for those things. Yeah, yeah. So I need to buzz it down, I guess, and then probably yeah. do some port 15 on it. Yeah, get a Dremel wheel or, or a flap wheel or something like that. Yeah. I've actually, I've been looking to Craftsman, actually. I have like some Craftsman tools. I think I'm going to buy a yeah. Craftsman battery-powered uh, saw, like reciprocating okay. saw. That way I can cut wood and cut plywood and stuff. Yeah, start to start making things for the inside of it. Huh? Yeah, and I mean, you know, I built that bed that I, I showed you before, which the listeners probably don't know, but I built a platform yeah. bed out of IKEA furniture. So there's storage underneath it, and then cabinets all around the outside of the bed. It looks it looks pretty like, cool, actually. Like doubled the the storage of your entire apartment. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> so awesome. that kind of I built that, and then I built a standing desk too. So I'm kind of on like a just kind of on like a building kick lately. Yeah, that's good. That's that's what you need to be on when you're building an RV. Yeah, so it's um one of those things where I just decided just to commit to the ambulance for now. Jess and I are going to drive it up to Seattle for Christmas. Oh, cool, cool. So, you get the yeah. heat working, and uh, you're talking about putting a block heater in it too, just in case it gets too cold. Yeah, which the block heaters are super super simple, and I think if I have a large enough inverter and enough solar power, um, yeah. you know, I can plug it in an hour before we need to leave somewhere and just charge it off the batteries that it has itself. 
What's the and coldest warm that you've thrown it in? Like, what's the coldest you've started it in when it's dead cold? Uh, I mean, the coldest that it's been here since I've had it, it's probably been, I don't know, 55. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure it does fine then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this thing fires right yeah. up. Okay. So does your does like your ambulance have a block heater? Or your, not your ambulance, your RV? Uh yeah. Yeah, I put one in. I put a new one in when I okay. when I got it because it had one and it broke. It wasn't doing anything. It was popping the breaker on the uh on on my building when I was trying to plug it in to start it. Wow, really? So it was yeah, pulling well, that much I, power? It was uh, it was shorted out inside. Oh, okay. So. Um so I bought one on uh popped it in yeah, the first time i ever started it after i bought it i had to get it started with like two two propane heaters um blown underneath of it for like an hour because uh, i needed to move it <laughs> Jeez! and it was it was like it was like 12 degrees out that day and i had like a <laughs> i had to get this i had to get the forklift out at my building because we had a big delivery coming <laughs> man um, so I promptly uh, went online and bought a new block heater, but they're pretty easy to install on. I've, I've installed them on five nines and I've installed them on seven threes, the Ford PowerStroke seven three, like you have, and they're both pretty easy. So yeah, I think I was looking like I can buy the kit for like fifty to seventy bucks off of Amazon, and it just you remove one little like plug, and then yeah. like right by the oil filter, and then you just thread the heating element in, and you're good to go. Yeah, I think it uh, it it goes to the passage on the set on the Ford seven threes. It goes to like like there's a there's like a, the 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 oil cooler, um, uh, if I remember correctly, is kind of like a, a cylindrical oil cooler that has coolant flowing through it and oil flowing through it, um, and it goes to the passage right by that up by the oil filter. So okay, um, and it was uh, it was pretty easy to do. I did one on like I think it was on our O three work truck a couple years ago, or like five six years ago, but. Um, yeah, I mean, from what I from what right I've in. seen, it doesn't seem too hard. I think you have to. I think it goes into the coolant. I don't think it goes into the oil. Um, okay. I, th I think you have to just bleed. You'll just have to bleed the coolant when you do that. So maybe maybe try to do it at the same time you pull your heater core apart. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, not, I mean, I got uh, I got a couple to, of weeks to get all that stuff figured out too. Not have to bleed the thing twice, you know. Yeah. Coolant's not cheap either. By yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, especially especially in that large of quantity. Yeah, you got to buy like three, four gallons, uh, or like eight gallons of premix or whatever. I think it's like, it's like a five gallon system or something. But now luckily the radiator has been done on this thing. I don't know if the water pump has though. You'll know if it starts leaking. And usually that when they, when that radi when that water pump starts leaking, um, it starts weeping out the, there's like a, actually like a relief, like a drip thing, uh, coming out the bottom of it, like a little, little tube. Mm -hmm. Um, and it'll start, it'll start like dripping out of that first. Cause the seal is going, um, so you'll know it'll just start dripping. Uh, usually they don't fail catastrophically. They start seeping at first. So, uh, we've you know, had to do three of those and they all just start weeping out the bottom of them. Huh? You know, I, uh, so, I forget where I was at. I, I think I was at SEMA maybe, or I might've been at the track this weekend and yeah. was talking to somebody and they had heard of the podcast and the, like one of the first episodes that they had heard was when you, me and Brad Adams were talking about tow rigs. And Econolines oh, really? <laughs> being like the main thing. And yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, now I have one. So I, I just thought that was kind of funny. I forget exactly who it was. I think it was probably somebody at, when I was at SEMA. Okay. Uh, in fact, it may, I can't remember. It may have been Kevin Bohm. I don't know. But okay. yeah, what, I really, uh, I can't, I can't remember exactly who it was. Well, you were, you were, you've been at SEMA a bunch of years. What did you think of it this year? Uh, I really liked it this year because I was able to spend a lot of time walking around as opposed to years past where I've been 
you know, working a booth. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I knew so many more people this year that I ended up spending a lot of time talking to people and didn't get as much time just walking around uh, the show floor by myself. Yeah. So it was a little bit different, but it was very, very enjoyable. It was more like social for me this year than any other year it passed. Yeah, it. Uh, you were also writing uh, and taking pictures for. Uh, are you allowed to talk about that or no? Yeah, yeah, I'm writing an article uh, for Moto IQ. Yeah, so you were you were kind of on assignment a little bit, so you had a lot of places to look at. But yeah, and I mean, um, I I really for me, I didn't get to do it as in depth as I wanted to, but yeah. I was able to take some photos and some detailed pics of some cars that I really enjoyed. So that's Dude, what the article I, will was... be be mostly aimed towards. I can't believe how big that place is. That was the first time. Yeah, I it was your it was your there. first time. Yeah, I was there for I was like gone from Chicago for like thirty eight hours. But right, well, it was supposed um, to be longer. Yeah, but was, uh, yeah, I, I screwed. Adam up. cannot uh, Adam cannot <laughs> internet very well. No, I I bought a eight a.m. flight, and it turns out I actually bought an eight p.m. flight. <laughs> Oops. So I was in the airport for four or five hours until I could buy like a forty-one dollar uh, American flight on the way out. Um, yeah, I got I got a text yeah. from you at like six in the morning on yeah. Wednesday morning, going, "Man, I just cannot internet at all." <laughs> I totally blew it. It was so embarrassing, dude. I, like I'm walking around the airport thinking, like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did this." Like, but you know what's what funny though? Do? Most most people would be super stressed out about it. For you, yeah. you arrived more refreshed than I have ever seen you. Dude, it was great. I I was so like I, w I was running around the airport for an hour trying to figure it out, right? Um, and so I like ran from terminal one or from terminal three to terminal one, and so like because there was like you know fifteen minutes to go, and there was a, another American flight that had a seat, and I couldn't get on because they couldn't sell me a ticket with that short of notice, and. Um, but it, it, and that's when I started texting people. I'm like, what am I like? Do I just punt and go home? Like, um, like, what am I going to do? Like, this is so embarrassing. Um, but then I, then I basically figured out, all right, I'm probably going to shoot, search, you know, shoot for a, a seat on this, this flight. And, uh, uh, so I had like four hours to kill or whatever. And I just walked around like read book or uh, like you know read uh i downloaded some stuff to read i i, I re reread rules for like three racing classes and like went over the i just like did work and like took a little <laughs> nap and I, like it was it was weird to not have anything to do we were talking um, that's like for, one of the first times in like a couple years where you have had absolutely nothing to do and no family to be responsible for probably like definitely since emma's been born so that's almost four years but like yeah. probably like six seven years like my time off is like when i'm working at a racetrack or i'm on vacation with my wife or my kid or both i mean both um and that's like it's more work to go on vacation with a kid than it is to like be at work you know right um it, it's a full-time job just watching a kid especially in a strange location but um yeah i haven't had any time to myself in quite a while so well, it worked out I then. I, I maximized all my time in Vegas. Like I took a I took a, a cab because it was the last thing I could get to the airport, and like went through went through the gate for security, and like got to my gate to get on the plane, and like didn't even sit down because like they were boarding two minutes later. So I spent as much time at SEMA as I could, which was only a, basically a day. But um, did a bunch of meetings with uh, with Chris for Grid Life. Um, 
talked to I talked to Andy Hollis for quite a while. I want to get him back on the show and just talk about. Oh yeah, Andy's Miata. great, dude. His Miata is so cool in real. Life. It is, it is. Um, and, and I, I kind of wanted to talk to some people about the Optima series. I mean, there's a lot of pluses and minuses compared to regular series, but that's an interesting well, series. The, don't uh, don't talk to Andy about it because he didn't score very well in D and E, which was uh, kind I of. Think- Kind of funny, I, I, actually. Yeah, I think a lot of people complain about D and E, but the rest of it is really cool. Pretty, pretty cool series. Very unique. So. Yeah, um, it kind of reminds me of the old uh, Ultimate Streetcar uh, competition for for a sport compact car in some ways. So. You know, I do I do laugh a little bit when it is called the Ultimate Streetcar. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, pretty much none of those cars are are ever driven on the street. No, like they're they're like they're made to kind of fit the competition and they're street a bull, but like yeah, it should you know, it should those... be called the ultimate street legal uh, car yeah, challenge. The ultimate <laughs> the ultimate turned into street legal track car challenge. Yeah, <laughs> ultimate can be driven on the street challenge. Yeah, barely legal challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, although An- I think Andy just a few weeks ago posted a picture of like cruising around uh, Austin with the top off of an- on his Miata, so his does actually see some street time. But... Yeah. No, that thing is um, it's just so well done, and I think that might oh, have actually been its its undoing at uh, for at least for D and E because you look at it and you go, this looks like it could come that way from the factory. Yeah, if you don't know Miatas, like for for listeners, it's a it's a K series powered Miata uh, with a Honda K series in it with a a K Miata adapter kit and you know all the bells and whistles with the engine and you know header trans or header uh, intake manifold. Like it's a cool looking engine bay. Um, but it's a wide body and you can't tell, like, it's so well done that it looks from, from like the rear three quarter angle, it almost just looks like an NC Miata. Like it's a little bit more bulbous, you know? Yeah. Um, Actually, when he posted pictures of it on the trailer, um, you know, to head out, I was like, huh, when did he buy an NC Miata? Cause it's got 18s on it, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's weird. (laughs) Um, but it's so factory looking, you know, and, and like from one angle, it kind of looks like an RX seven, like FD RX seven too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a really cool build. Uh, really well done. I think, uh, the guys in, in Houston, I think apex auto works or whatever did, uh, did the body work. Um, okay. just, just an awesome job. Like so clean, so good. The cage is like the best street legal cage, uh, best street car cage I've ever seen. Uh, so close to everything, so far away from you know from your brain and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's it's a really really well done cage. Um, you know, I but, I uh, wanted to go and do some video stuff with Andy, um, but the morning that I was going to do it was the night after the HPD and Acura Motorsports dinner, and yeah. it was also Halloween, so I ended up not being able to wake up in time. And I, I told him. The night before, when we were at the HPD dinner, I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably not going to make it in the morning." <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're out having too much fun. Yeah, it was it was really weird. So after the dinner, uh, Honda Pro Jason came up to me. He was like, "Hey, man, we're going downtown. You want to go?" I was like, "Okay, sure." So I find myself in like an Escalade, sitting next to Peter Cunningham, uh, and Peter Cunningham <laughs> was like one of the people that we were going downtown with. There were only like seven of us. And then Wooly yeah, from S3 from, was like another from person. Real-time racing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just really so, so weird was, to me because like reading Sport Compact Car growing up as a kid, like, you know, Sport Compact Car was always on Peter Nelson's or Peter Cunningham's car. And, yeah. you know, the real-time cars were just like all the rage back in the day. And they still are. Yeah, man. 
So and, like and, going out and, and drinking with him. All those and, guys on the show. <laughs> yeah. So like going out and drinking with him, and you know, going down to Fremont Street was just really, really surreal. I, I wish you could have made it there that night. Yeah, I would. I was. Uh... Uh, I was I was kind of bummed hearing about how much fun you had. Like I I thought I oh man why did I just come the night before? <laughs> yeah, you know, like the HPD dinner. It was a bunch of like media people. There were only like forty four or forty six people, but there were like pro drivers like Peter Cunningham, Tom O'Gorman was there, and a couple others. Yeah, and then the HPD staff, and yeah. then some media people, and then me. Yeah, Chris and Holly were there, but like Chris and Holly like needed to be there. Like they were worthy. I did not feel yeah. worthy at all. So, well, you're all, if you're writing a Moto IQ video or uh, article, then you're sort of worthy. That's uh, that's not a bad little sight. So. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. And then Wednesday night, Wednesday night was probably my favorite night. Favorite night. Obviously, you were there, um, but bunch of the Grid Life crew. We went to uh, I forget what the buffet was called. Super expensive buffet. Was, it's supposed to be the best buffet on the strip. The one in Caesar's. That Palace. That was the one at uh, at Caesar's Palace, right? Yeah, yeah. So I went and did that. Had some good food, and then literally like. Me, you, um, Chris Sullivan, Mike Cohn, and Shay, we all just kind of like wandered the streets for a couple hours. And I think we stood in front of the Bellagio Fountain for what, like an hour and a half, just BSing? Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, did Devin Clements make it to that fountain or did he go back to his pimp hotel? Uh, I think he went back before, which yeah, Devin, just... Devin Clements was kind enough to let myself and Mike Cohn crash with him for two nights. We literally just like stood around that stupid fountain for like two hours. It was a good time. Yeah, and it was great, dude. It was just nice and chill. Like, you know, I think, you know, we grabbed a couple beers on the way back to the room to like change and stuff, and then walked to the fountain and hung out. Yeah, we were just walking, uh, walking around. I didn't know you could drink. Like, this is a new thing to me to drink. Like, as <laughs> yeah, you're just open, around. open container on the street. Yeah, I had no idea. Dude, it was so um, it was so we wonderful. Just, we just watched people like drag race up and down the strip, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was so, definitely and, a thing last week at uh, Vegas. Was ripping it up and down the strip. Oh yeah, and it's funny too because you know there are a bunch of like supercars and stuff, and we didn't even bat an eye. And then do you remember yeah. when that white CB7 Accord rolled by, and we like all lost our <laughs> minds? <laughs> yeah, especially Chris, who's building like the coolest <laughs> CB ever. Literally, um, like a fifteen hundred dollar Accord rolled by, and it was pretty clean on some like yeah. some white wheels, and we all lost our mind. We we're like, "Oh my and god!" Every, every time a double decker bus would go by, I'd be like, "Damn, I want to build <laughs> yeah, one of those." You were, you were like drooling. So bad. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it makes me really want to buy a double decker bus a lot. You yeah. should. Yeah, that would if I'm going to build one, I almost got to buy one of those. That would be such a perfect RV, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, I mean, it's it's what maybe like two feet taller than what you have now. It's really not that tall. Yeah, it's it's probably actually not that much taller when you when you factor in the like the AC units on my current one. Um, it's probably not that much bigger at all. <laughs> yeah. But, so that's no, I think I, that's that's the move. Oh man, it'd be so cool. They probably all got a gajillion miles on them, but or like when we uh, when we were talking about um, when we were hanging out at the Bellagio, one of the uh, the Bindi buses that they use in the cities. It'd be so. It'd be. It'd be pretty much impossible to tow, but it'd be such a cool RV. Well, that's the thing was, we were talking I, about, though. You you wouldn't actually have to tow anything, yeah, because you could just you could, just, you could buy <laughs> yeah you could buy sec like separate rear portions, and yeah, you could turn one into one. like the garage and the hauler, and then you could have another one that's like more family space for when you're on family stuff. 
when when we were in uh, in Boston for vacation with Sarah's extended family, um, I flew back by myself to go to Honda Meet. I made it to Honda Meet. Remember, like at two in the morning or something. You guys, you guys were all just standing outside waiting for me because uh, you were all sleeping in my RV. Yep. <laughs> And uh, I made it to Honda Meet super late, but but I rode in one of those things, the uh, the bendy buses, I think at the at the airport in Boston, and it was like I, like I kept looking up and down, like thinking, hmm, this is a pretty cool layout. Like maybe <laughs> you could build some really cool stuff in here, dude. I think that would be perfect. It, 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 if I'm going to build one, it's got to be something different. Like it's, why don't you just build a double? To- you just need to build a double decker bendy bus. Like the yeah, ultimate. That'd be, that'd be that'd be too different. That'd be like I should just I should just buy two buses and tr- train my and, wife on, uh, to drive one. But yeah, or you could just chop it, the front off, you know, and just turn one into a non-powered trailer. Oh, can you imagine how heavy that would be? But like a ninety thousand pound rig. It'd be so awesome. Man, there's a, there's a few builds out there with. Uh, most of them are in Europe that I've seen, like the ones that get done, and they're double decker because there's a lot of double decker, double decker buses over there, but. Um, the ones that have actually been completed and there's some, if you go on YouTube, you can, you can see some walk around videos and the double decker RVs are so freaking cool. They're so awesome. Dude, if you did two of them, you could, you you could link the brakes. Uh, You could have full brakes on the rear one and you wouldn't have any (laughs) issue. I think it'd be 90 feet long. (laughs) It'd be so awesome. (laughs) Way too big. Way too big. That'd be so perfect. Yeah. I'm I'm super infatuated with RV life uh, after this year. It was a good year cruising around in the RV and um, not a bad first was, year. No man, it was uh, it like a big part of me wants to build something bigger or buy something bigger, but I also don't want to put the money into it. And we've got ours looking pretty good inside, and it's fun to you know it's fun to live out of. So it'll probably work for a few more years if we want to. But yeah, I don't know what the next thing will be. Like the next thing with a kid like we want more space and then like when i go to events like i want more space for like to house more house more of my staff you know um and have more parties and maybe a double decker bus is the thing man (laughs) i think it would be so it'd be so cool dude if you could do that and then reinforce and have a patio up top you could just have like a spiral staircase at the back that goes all the way up to the roof that'd be beyond cool man that would be so amazing it was it was pretty funny at at uh, at South Festival when Matt Ferris showed up and he was like, "Dude," because the thing looks so much better than it did at Midwest Festival. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, a lot a lot of uh, like everybody that's been through it is like, "Wow, it's hard to believe this is in '93," you know. Uh, but it would be nice to start with something that's newer uh, and and you know and do blank sheet, you know, like tear it all out and start over. But, yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I, I was know. thinking I wanted to do with. Um... You know, like with the ambulance. Yeah. It's just starting from blank sheet. But I mean, it's, I just don't have the time or the space right now. You've got such a tiny blank sheet too. Like there's, there's you're so limited in what you can do. Yeah. Um, and you're going to need some cabinets and you already have some. So it's kind of like, you know, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place or something like that. Like you can't go too crazy. The, but... the biggest thing for the ambulance is going to be the four wheel drive conversion that I want to do. Do you think you'd use it enough to justify it, or would it be better to just jack that thing up high? Um, the biggest thing with having four-wheel drive is that you don't need it until you need it. No, I understand that. And yeah. with something that heavy, I mean, the thing weighs 8,000 pounds. It's yeah, going to take something like pretty significant to get it unstuck. Uh, the other thing, too, is like if we're going to take it skiing and stuff like I want to, 
Um, a lot of the roads around here, you either have to chain up or have four wheel drive, or sometimes you have to have four wheel drive and chains. Yeah. So yeah. like once you start getting into the mountains, so okay. I mean, it's even say even if I do do the four wheel drive conversion and everything, I might have twenty five grand in it, which compared yeah. to like a sportsmobile is pretty dang cheap. Those sportsmobiles hold their value really, really well. Yeah, like if you pay top dollar for everything. And yeah, I mean that's that's with like more on other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's like an Atlas II transfer case. That's like rebuilt axles front and rear with air lockers in them. I mean that's like everything. Yeah. yeah, I mean essentially building like a crazy off road vehicle. Um, yeah, but you know a van. Yeah, um, yeah. If if like you know, if all in like daydreaming and you're only into 25 grand that's really not that much for what you'd have like no. you'd be able to sell it for that <laughs> yeah i think so there is there's a pretty awesome one for sale right now that's um like a an actual like ambulance body ambulance yeah and it's already converted and everything it's selling for like 27 right now okay same so but here's my thing like seven three Say I went out and bought that Sprinter that I was talking about right now for like a four wheel drive Sprinter. It's going to be fifty grand just for the Sprinter itself. So much money. Yeah, and then I'm not going to want to take it places because I spent so much money on it. You know, as far as like taking it off road. Yeah, yeah. So this way, if I you know build it and do the four wheel drive conversion, it's still it's like driving a normal Jeep Wrangler priced vehicle around. Yeah, and and your your return on investment, you're going to be like right there or barely any money into it if you sell it, you know. So, right. Um, so I don't know. I I, uh, I I would agree with spending less and do and building with what you have. Yeah, totally. it's one of those things though. Even if you do like lose a little bit of money, it's still better than the depreciation on a newer van or a newer RV. Dude, the depreciation you know? on new new RVs is like a thousand dollars a day. Like yeah. it's nuts. <laughs> it's Not pretty per ridiculous. Day of use. Like per day, oh, you own it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there, there's there's one there's one with four thousand miles on it selling on on the forum that shall not be named. It's got four thousand miles. It's a brand new one. The guy just didn't like the layout. Like they went camping with it one time, and he's selling it for like half list price. Like, Jeez. Like it's a hundred and seventeen thousand dollar list, and like I think he's selling it for like sixty thousand bucks. I mean, to be fair, they hardly ever sell at even no, like eighty yeah, percent of MSRP. He but. probably paid, you know, he probably paid seventy or eighty, but like, right. like that's still a huge hit for one camping weekend. So I don't know. It, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty into the RV thing though. I just gotta, I gotta be content with what we have and just fix a bunch of stuff. We got a lot of little projects to do. Um, but overall it was fun to hang out in that thing this year. We all had a good Oh time. yeah, it was great. It, it, it almost made like, it almost made the weekends like on, on the way home. You're like, how did we do this without this much space? Cause it was I mean, full. I remember, like, <laughs> I remember driving back from, from mid Ohio and just thinking, man, it's so cool to have an RV to cruise in. <laughs> and like <laughs> that was, night it was that just, was it was, yeah, that was, that was a great way to start the season. That was a very good weekend. We had a good time. And we had two cars behind us and like the trailer was full and the RV was full of stuff. Like it was like how did we how do we pull these events off? Like with just with just my pickup truck and like Chris's truck. Like like we t I felt like it was just I felt like I felt like I like we needed more space. Um but uh I don't know, we used to do it with just a pickup truck and we'd load everybody's cars and 
I remember like going to I remember like Honda Meet. It was like it was your pickup truck and Chris Stewart's Honda Fit with a roof box yeah. on it. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, it just and I don't know these productions kind of spiral. And those were they, those were the simple days. Everything's getting it's getting more and more complicated uh, as we go along. But I think we're kind of maxed out on like what we need to take unless we want to take more cars for ourselves. Yeah. It uh, you can you can only take so much stuff, you know. But right. No, it was a it was a pretty good year. Sorry sorry to the listeners that we've kind of um, slacked a little bit on the podcast, but with SEMA and with uh, with Speed Ventures events and with a family and with Austin's traveling, it's been a bit busy. I mean, so. the past couple of weeks have been nuts, you know. So I ran yeah. an event at Streets of Willow by myself, yeah, like I was the dude in charge. It was good. We had a good turnout. Yeah. The weather was nice, no major incidents. Um, but I got back for that, and I had like Monday off, and then Tuesday morning I woke up at like four in the morning to fly to Vegas last yeah. week, and was at Vegas for SEMA through Thursday night, and then had to wake up Friday morning and pack and print stuff for another Speed Ventures event at Auto Club. And then the you know yesterday I did a bunch of van work. I took Monday off. Yesterday I did a lot of work on the van. Today I did a lot of work on the van. And then tomorrow morning I head to um Buttonwillow for Superlap Battle. Yeah. So what, it's what are you been taking, are you taking the van? Just uh yeah, I'm going to take the van up and camp and everything. Okay. So all the airbox and stuff is still torn apart, but um you know it doesn't matter because I didn't have heat or AC anyway, and the fan still blows. So <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to leave it disassembled, and I don't know if I get bored at the event. I'll just work on it there. Yeah, no, it, uh, it, you've got enough space in there to carry some tools, so take them all with, you know. Yeah, tons and tons of tools. Like that, that's my rolling toolbox essentially. Almost every single tool that I have is in that van right now. What uh, what's that thing like to insure and like? register is there any difference with it or? so the biggest thing with the ambulance is that it is titled as an ambulance and the vin number doesn't pull up for most normal insurance places so i had to go to like five different places before i actually got one just online that would actually recognize the vin okay. and it's not that bad i mean i have full coverage on it it's like 357 dollars for six months Okay, so there's no crazy expensive or cheap insurance. It's just no. normal. Yeah, and then once I get it converted, I think I might try and get it registered as an RV because that brings yeah. down the fees uh, that I have to pay the state of California because yeah. RVs aren't... Because right now it's registered as a commercial vehicle. And at 8,000 yeah. pounds, I mean, it's it's heavy. It was like $390 to register it for this year. Yeah. Just for road use tax here. Okay. So you'd probably cut that in half or something. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. So it just needs like it needs a stove, a refrigerator, um what else? I think it needs like running water and then it needs a toilet. Okay. So it's pretty pretty easy and you just take it to like a um CHP office, California Highway Patrol, and they inspect yeah. it and go, "Yep, it's got all that stuff. It is an RV." And then you get yeah. a form filled out and you take it to the DMV and they convert it over. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, that would probably make a little bit of financial sense. Yeah. <laughs> so the only problem do those things anyway. The only problem that sucks though is I could have done it with a newer van then because RVs you don't have to do emissions with, and so like the oh, main really? thing of starting with a '97 is that there's no emissions. Oh, okay. Okay. So. 
Well, but you live and you learn, and it was yep. a pretty good deal actually for what it was. You paid. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, and that. it's in it's in good shape. I actually I had a couple of hits on it. Um, you know, when I had it listed for sale. Yeah. So There's I mean, not a ton of those around anywhere. So you know. no, no. I mean, most of them are the full or the full like you know ambulance body ones. Yeah. And most of them have like three hundred plus thousand miles. And stuff like that. But one thing I didn't know about ambulances is that as long as they're in service, they have to adhere to federal guidelines for uh, maintenance, just like an airplane. Okay. So that's why most of them are, you know, as long as they're are freshly out of service, they've been maintained very, very well. Yeah, because they have to be. Huh? Yep. Yeah, because, you know, nobody wants their ambulance to die while they're on the way to the hospital. Yeah, you don't, you don't want the ambulance to... Uh... To, to to cord it and to be running around a corded tigers with a leaky water pump right yeah any uh so. you were talking you were talking about uh um you, you were looking at uh old hondas again any any thoughts on what you're gonna do for personal cars or you gonna man i keep i keep going back sail? and forth uh i remember that i sent you a miata that was a really good deal a couple weeks ago it yeah, was like yeah. two grand it was kind of in rough shape but it had a hard top and a roll bar and some cheap coilovers and stuff on it, open diff. But I was just going to buy that. And then uh, I also found like an EF that James Ingram yeah. had sent me um, that, that he was actually going to go look at. Dude, that was a deal. Yeah, that white one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just he said he kept getting sketched out by the guy selling it. So he ended up not going to look at it for me. Okay. So... But yeah, I mean, was, I think like, if I ever get cheap. another, if I ever get another vehicle, it'll be a Miata or an EF. What, what, uh, you had talked about maybe doing comp school or something and doing, uh, yeah, it actually, yeah. it actually got canceled. The Alfa Romeo comp school, um, Alpha club comp school here. Okay. It would be this weekend actually, um, oh. ended up getting canceled because they didn't have enough entries. There were three and I think I was one of them. Yeah. That's not enough. No. Not at all. You uh, you still intend to do that one of these days? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to. And yeah. uh, I'm going to go see um, one of my buddies who's now a store manager at a racing um, equipment store here in Southern California. Um, maybe get, get the hook up there. Probably try a couple things on at least. Yeah. So. Got to buy yeah. a few more pieces of gear. Huh? Yep. Oh, speaking of uh, buying things, uh, you just bought a new motor, didn't you? Uh, I t well, I, I arranged kind of, to sort buy of. It. I haven't actually bought. Okay. It's being delivered. Uh, it's being delivered in December. So what are you? December. What are you doing? Well, the we uh, I think on the last show that we did just uh, just us on the way to round five, we talked about how I was going to rebuild the four AG for the Fraser. Yep, um, lies, all the, lies. The sports racer thing, um, and and then I you know like. I'm still going to keep it probably the motor and like maybe slowly do it. But like, I didn't even really like that motor that much. And it turns out the car doesn't have the history that I hoped it really would have had, would have had like it oh, yeah? race a lot and it always, uh. it always broke when it raced and stuff. <laughs> um, uh, but I didn't really want to put like two, 3000 bucks into this four AG. So I bought a, I bought a super bike motor and I'm going to temper, at least temporarily put a super bike motor in the thing. So yeah, it's going to sound so awesome. I bought uh, bought a Yamaha R1 motor, uh, or will be buying it once it's dropped off here. The guy's going across country to uh, to his relatives for Christmas. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I 
the R1 makes a lot of sense because the exhaust will be on the same side, and um, it uh, they don't typically need they don't typically need oiling mods or anything when you put them in a you know, when you turn them sideways and do do car things with them. Um, and they're pretty reasonable because they sold a lot of them and they're not super in demand. Um, it's not like a Hayabusa motor or whatever, you know. So right. Um, I mean, they did sell but, a lot uh, of Hayabusa motors too, but they're just in high demand. Yeah. They'll, they're like three or four times as much because that's like you know the big superbike motor. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this, and there's plenty of room in the car. Like I won't have to modify the car really. Like maybe. Dude, chop you should do. Put a different one you on. should do two of them. Uh, one for each wheel. For, not really enough room for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been researching a lot of things. Then it'll have a sequential box. It'll have you know the motorcycle trans and stuff. So. Um, I might sell the crazy Toyota close ratio trans and then like be money ahead, you know, and pay for some of the swap. But uh, yeah, I might not. I might just kind of, you know, see how it goes. And if I, I, if I, I just hold on to it. it for now, unless you like absolutely need the money. Yeah, it, it'll be like a, you know, it'll be like if I run out of cash thing. So if anything, I'd start getting into... rid of all those. I'd start getting rid of all those EF parts in your basement. I've been doing that too. I've been doing that, but um. Yeah, my basement's like half as full as when you were here last time. But, um, no, I've been I've also been building the. Uh, I started in the hatchback recently. I don't remember if I'd started on it before round five or not. Um, but the cage is out, or the old roll bar is out, and I've been I've been going through the floor pan and like taking tons of metal out of the thing, and it's been like I'm prepping the shell for the cage, you know. Uh, and it ended up being like it's I've got like forty hours for this project, like one hour at a time. Um, and it's, I've got a lot of weight out of the car, just about ready to start caging the car. So nice. Hoping to have, hoping to have two running cars by next year, but they're both giant, giant projects. So yeah, we'll see. And um, you're trying to head. still work some stuff on the RV yeah, and yeah, I'm wanna... sure some projects around the house. Yep. I'm, I'm doing a basement in the house right now. Um, I'm doing the actually the bathroom in the basement. The basement's mostly done. I did most of the trim work this weekend that has been sitting stagnant since April. Um, Got to do a full base a full basement bathroom. Uh, I want to coat the roof on the RV. I want to get the leveling jacks working on the RV. Uh, what else? I want to get. I want to redo the power transfer switch on the RV. I want to. Uh, do a new steering stabilizer. I might do new shocks. Um, just a lot of, a lot of little stuff. Maybe you should just take it to airlift and drop it off, dude. Get them to it's fully, fully bag stuff. it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't go up and down. It's got support bags. <laughs> dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine free. what like an aired out RV would look like in the paddock? You could, you could enter it in the Gridlife Car Show and probably win. Dude, this my RV is pretty low already. Like, but man, there's so there's still so much travel. Like, it's still probably got eight inches of travel. You get that thing close to the ground, it'd be really, <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. It'd be so sweet, dude. It'd be the dumbest thing ever. But, um, no, it, uh, that's that's a lot of little maintenance stuff. A lot of that I'm gonna probably do in the spring. But yeah, uh, um, I'll probably give it a good wash and then shove it in the stall at the building and then just play with it when I'm getting burned out on other projects, but it's going to be a busy winter. So I'll probably do a few, a few podcasts from sitting inside the RV, just like I did last year. Yeah. I need to do that. We need to do one with you there and then I'll just take the ambulance somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And we'll be good to go. We'll, uh, we'll do them from our homes away from home. I think we're going to, what we're going to kick the winter off at, uh, at PRI, I think. 
in yep, Indianapolis, but, uh, December 7th to 9th. We have to actually remember to do a bunch of shows there, too. <laughs> going to try to. I'm going to try and do a bunch at, um, at Super Lap Battle this weekend, too. Okay. Cool, cool. I was, so, uh, I was talking to James Houghton the other day, yesterday, I think, um, mm-hmm. or the day before. Was he already um, on his way? He's there now. Yeah, uh, it, it must have been yesterday because they were leaving today, I think. Uh, okay. He gave me a call, and we were just talking about his car. I, I texted him something about his car, and he was driving, so he called me. Um, and he's done a bunch of stuff on that on that Integra. You gotta you gotta chat chat with him about all the changes aero wise, like diffuser, splitter. They tested it like in cold cold weather on their home track up there. Uh, it was like thirty five degrees, and he was like right on top of his best time. So nice. Um, he's he's feeling pretty good about the car. Hopefully, he can uh, reset that front wheel drive record. And uh, Andy Smedgard's got a lot more power in the Gridlife Evo, like a lot more power than last year. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, that uh, I think both those guys can do. You know, they're going to do cool things. It'll be it'll be a fun day for them. But. I can't wait to see what the guys from Professional Awesome do as well. Um, yeah, they're for sure. Are they for sure coming? I thought. They oh were. yeah, they're they're there. Um, the only I'll caveat is that yeah. Daniel O'Donnell is not driving the car. Who's driving it? Do they have this show? This show won't come out until after tomorrow, anyway. So, um, looks like Jeff Westfall is going to be driving it. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So, Um, as long as the thing stays together, that'd be be good. That'd be good. We had a meeting with Fortune Auto at SEMA, and uh, Fortune Auto guy was like, "Yeah, I don't know if they're going to make it. They got a lot more things to do." Um, So I wasn't sure if they were even going, but that's good. No, they're they're definitely there. And uh, Jeff Westfall is confirmed to be driving the car, from what uh, awesome. Daniel O'Donnell told me. They've, they've. Uh, I was talking to um, Mike Lewin a while back, uh, probably right after Speed Ring. Yeah, it was right after Speed Ring, and uh, yeah, they've, they're, they're making, they, they made a lot of changes right after Speed Ring too. Oh yeah, uh, they. I mean, they like rebuilt the motor, um, all, yeah. new like, trans, like the, the like, whole car is brand new essentially. I think the car is just under 800 wheel horsepower right now too. So, yeah. So and if like if anybody can more. break if anybody can break the record in that car, it's Jeff Westfall. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. I would love so, to see that. So yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think last year uh, whoever was driving it did like a 142. Yep. So now with more power and a more competent driver, um, I think they really have a shot. Dan did pretty well at uh, at speed ring though. Uh, oh yeah, I was really really impressed with how consistent and fast he was. He was right yeah. there with Andy Smedgar too in the same car. So. Right. I think the the um, big thing for them is that they know Jeff is fast at Button Willow, and Button Willow is yeah, one of those no. tracks where it's it's not hard to go fast, but it's really hard to go really really fast just because there's so many like fine nuances to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to use all of it and find that last five percent takes a while. Huh? Yeah, so you know I'm uh, I'm looking forward to a a fun two days. Awesome. So you got to come um, out uh, next year. I I want to see that event sometime. I definitely want to. Um, I I was really tempted to uh, to see if I get my wife to go to uh, to Radwood uh, in December with me to fly out for the car show, but then I just realized that's a long way to go for a car show. I really should probably just go for a race event next year. <laughs> Um, or just come out for come out for a couple of podcasts. Yeah, I, I would love to do that this winter. We got to do we got to do that for a couple of days. I got to going to Vegas for like 
36 hours made my hands heal up and like not be bloody because it's yeah. cold here already and my hands <laughs> explode and crack because i work construction outdoors so I, I need to have like a hand healing trip out to uh out to los uh, out to los angeles and do you just come you. out we'll drive we'll drive the ambulance around oh it'll be the best i need to do that definitely need to do that R- arrange like five podcasts in two days like last time yeah so yeah, i talked to oscar be, jackson I, jr he's he's down I was gonna say I was just gonna say I would love to do another like four hour one with the Oscars. So it'd be so great, and then we could go by yeah, Ibach again. Um, yeah, that would uh, be a good day, man. Yeah, there's there's, there's a, a lot, lot of stuff out here. There's a lot of people to talk to out there. So, so um, uh, this winter, everybody should be looking forward to us ramping up the podcast again and yeah, having now, more now content. I think we're gonna try and uh, return to two shows a week. And yep. uh, we'll, uh, should be we'll should be fun. Do. You gonna put this one out on Friday? Yeah, this will be Fridays. Okay. Um, no, I've, I've kind of like like a, it's been a weird year with with events. Like uh, last year, it was more. It seemed like it was easier to just like hop onto the mics after an event. You know, day, after the day. Um, this year, I felt like I had so much, especially at our events, like so much happening all the time, and we just couldn't do it. And like yeah. That, that one, by the time like we could, we were like, I just got nothing else to say, you know. And it I don't is, know, maybe it's because we're taking you know announcing more seriously, so we're up in the booth for like almost every single session now, so we're talking a lot. Yeah. And it is nice to yeah, have buddies come up. Is. Yeah, it's nice to have yeah. buddies come up while we're doing that too. And luckily, yes. we can make shows out of those. But some of those turned out to be pretty good shows too. Yeah, I just yeah. at the end of event, I just feel like other than talking about how the event went. I don't have anything else to say for a couple of days, you know? Yeah. No, I know. It uh it, and it was and it was like a it was more of a, a stressful year um uh, from running the events cuz we're trying to be more pro and we're we're really trying to go into all the details of every day of every minute. And you just get kind of tired, you know, like you just like you just want to you want to go into go into the RV and like grab some food and like make a drink and just walk around and not put a show on you just want to be done you know yeah. for a few hours you just want to sit back um, and enjoy the hard work that you've put in and not do any more work yeah you want to talk to buddies but you don't want to record it like sometimes you just don't want to record <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're into this show for like what 180 episodes now or yeah somewhere like close to that now and i don't know if we i i feel like i get i got a couple texts this week like oh man i really need a show i'm flying and stuff like that you know it's like I just got I got you know we just didn't have anything left at SEMA. We just walked around on Wednesday. We didn't want to talk. Yeah, we both brought our recording stuff, and neither of us pulled any recording stuff out the whole time we yeah. were in Vegas. Sometimes and like I didn't, your friends. it's weird. I didn't feel like I missed out by not recording. Well, I, I on the way home I was like, man, we should have done something. But like, but once in a while you just can't, you know. Yeah. Um. But no and then tonight i was like all excited to record like i've got plenty to talk about just like yeah we were we were supposed to have a guest on tonight but he flaked hopefully we can have him on next week yeah he's got to take (laughs) care of his kids and stuff so (laughs) i understand Um, so yeah i'm like i was excited just to like when i find out it's just gonna be you and i like i'm cool we'll talk about the ambulance yeah (laughs) like but but like at SEMA, i just didn't want to you know yeah just get sometimes you just want to hang out but um, no i i agree We'll, you know uh, we'll what do I've our got? Best. It'll be a fun winter. I still have some stuff that we can release sometime. You know, things from like round five that were recorded, and then I even yeah. still have like some of the Bluetooth stuff that we did with Matt Farah from Road Atlanta. 
Oh, we should but probably put that out. That was kind of I a just, fun one. I don't want the whole show to be, you know, live announcing from Grid Life events. You no, know, we record we so much so that we just, it's just months and months and months of that. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, sprinkle yeah. them out here and there when we need to, but. Yeah, we got all, I we do, got all winter. We... I did. I talked to a lot of different uh, people at SEMA that hopefully we'll okay. have on as guests. And I'm already lining some stuff up at PRI. So we should yep. have a lot of decent content coming here in the next couple no, weeks we'll 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 be uh we'll be more on top of it now that we can focus a little bit more and, and we yeah. have more things to talk about now that we're now that we're potentially working on our own projects a little bit like i neglected yeah. all of my things except for like except for like selling the crx and then like working on the fraser just enough to make it a car like i didn't do any car stuff this year yeah and i mean like, really with the schedule April. that grid life was running it's like any free moment you have goes to grid life stuff yeah, like you got to spend time with your family or you're prepping for the event yep. or you're at the event or you're coming back from the event. Um, and, and, you know, you still got to have a life. So it's been a weird year, but it was a, it was a good year. So. Yeah. I still can't believe that we've done so many episodes. Yeah. It just feels I, I, really, really strange to me. I figured we would have we would have kicked this thing down the road a while ago, but I don't know. Seems like it's it, like like when we do shows like this, like it's the exact same as when we started. Like I dig doing it, so I don't yeah. think we should quit. <laughs> no, definitely not quit. No, and now that we've actually got some potential like reoccurring advertising, that's uh, you know I don't want to quit for them either. So yeah, I mean uh, I might be able to like buy a burrito once a week. Yeah, seriously, burritos are so good, man. So they good. are. <laughs> And and Johnny gave me a great deal on my new seat for my race car. <laughs> oh yeah, I need yeah, to hit that full up. I want to do maybe I'll do some like full Halo seats in the ambulance. Uh, I wouldn't. I would definitely with a harness bar those. just to piss you off. <laughs> oh no! Don't do this to me, man. <laughs> I was I was mocking up the seat location in the hatchback uh, for about five minutes after work today. I parked my truck and I hop in the garage quick and and uh, and the seat is so far back, like where I want to put it, you know. Um, I remember that the picture need, you posted last week. Dude, dude, it's so far back that I need to I need to add 18 inches to the steering wheel. Are you serious? Um, you, yeah, dude, you just need to get of, why don't you get a super super deep dish like 18 inch deep dish wheel? Well, I think that look awesome. Just, I'm li- I'm I'm going to also move the seat more towards the trans towards the exhaust tunnel, you know? Mhm. Um, and so I'm just going to get a, another piece of steering column and just have another U joint where the steering wheel would be and kick it off to the one side a little bit. Cause I need it. Like I, need I really it think, I really think like a laundry basket steering wheel would look awesome. Oh, it'd be so terrible. <laughs> I, I think they do make like six inch dish ones though. Really? Um, yeah, like you can get like a six inch dish, but if I, if, uh, if I just continued the, like the, the steering wheel, like straight off of where it is, it would be like up on my head. So you're gonna do? Are you gonna do another brace for the steering column then? That you yeah, know comes yeah, up from the like floor a, or something? I'm gonna have like a D-shaped, um, a smaller tubing hoop coming off of the dash bar to support mm-hmm. that last one, and then have like a have like a brace going down at an angle towards uh, towards like the the tunnel there. So okay, um, but it uh, I don't want to make it like a spear. Like if I get an accident, you know. Yeah, that would not be so fun. But uh, I'm I'm picturing kind of a D-shaped like a like a or U-shaped kind of brace supporting it, and then having one kicker at an angle to hold it down. Have like a big heim joint coming down to support the steering. Could you not just do like a bow up from the ground, where it's kind of like um, a ninety degree long bow? It, you you actually you could off of the one side. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, I, I got a lot of a lot of thinking to do because I, I, I do need to I'm gonna mount like all the electronics off to my one side to my right um, like even like the fuse box and stuff will all be within reach so I don't have to crawl under the dash for anything like all the wiring is gonna be right there and I got a lot of thinking uh, on how to build the bracing for that like the support structure for that box you know mm-hmm. it'll be like a, a center console of the and slash like dashboard of all the electronics and switches and stuff that'll probably integrate into like the support for the steering column but um the and then i'm looking at the pedals and so i pulled the pedal box off and like put the pedals where i'd want them and it turns out it's also about 18 inches off <laughs> so um, hope so I, uh, I hope you're taking pictures man it uh it'll be interesting i, I am i'm just snapping a few pictures here and there eventually i'll write another article for us but that'd be pretty nice um the uh there, there, there's, there, there's a, there's a letter out right now in, in the super touring regulations to allow um, aftermarket f- like racing pedal sets uh, in STL. It's allowed in STU, and it's allowed in like NASA Super Touring Four. Um, it's not allowed in Honda Challenge, I don't think. But um, so that that would maybe be an option. I'm not sure. I'm kind of undecided on that. But uh, okay. But yeah, it would make a lot more sense to do with like a floor-mounted pedal set, you know, than yeah. extend the pedals or move the entire pedal box. But yeah, a lot of a lot of thinking going into this thing. I want this to be like the 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 car that I build the way I want to build it. So I'm not going to rush it. But I'm excited about a lot. You can probably tell I'm excited about doing. Yeah, you it. should this be fun. So it's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good one. We're starting on the starting on the cage probably next week. Um, Got to get some dry ice and knock the rest of the sound deadening out that was like underneath the front dash pad stuff. But okay, um, yeah, almost ready to start zapping tubes together. So nice, building race cars, fun stuff. Sweet, building you're I'm, building I'm race cars more, and RVs, and I'm building an ambulance. Dude, I'm more excited to street drive this thing, like go to a freaking <laughs> coffee house, like ultimate street legal <laughs> car. You should enter it in Optima next year. It's not going to be fast enough to, to in a straight line, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm like super excited about it. It, it uh, that's my that's the thing I'm really like smi- like I think about it like and I smile like just going to cruise nights with my buddies. Yeah, but, uh, that's the thing that I want to do. That's that was like always my favorite thing to do, you know, 15 years ago. But um, that's it's just gonna be nice to, nice to have a, a car to cruise in too. But I got to get it done. I'm so excited about it. If any listeners know of a good way to get undercoating off of a Midwestern car, um, besides paying somebody to do it or having the whole car sandblasted or acid dipped, feel free to shoot me an email. <laughs> that's that's going to be the big nasty project. So. Yeah, that'll be pretty gross. Yeah, I'm. I've tried is a it, few things. Is it but... is it the kind of undercoating that's still kind of like soft too? Yeah, yeah, Ugh. it's like the tar. Yeah, where like if you take a wire wheel to it, it just like clogs up the wire wheel. Yeah, it just like moves it half an inch and like gets a little bit on the wire wheel to be. Uh, Yeah. Uh. Blake Meredith said that the the best tool he's found is Snap. Snap on makes a tool called the uh, the crud thug. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a giant, giant wire wheel or a giant, giant grinder with like a specific wheel on it um, for specific for add, it. Yeah, like it's made for that crap. But well, why don't you um, hit up Scott Singh Peel, man? There's there's another thing called a what's it called a needle uh, needle something. Um, 
it's like it's like vibrating needle things like on, a, on like an air chisel um yeah that's i remember using that when uh something like that it's almost like an impact hammer with a chisel on it yeah i think that's more for like the hard dry stuff i don't think yeah. it would work on the soft stuff so i think i'm gonna yeah. end up scraping this thing with a heat gun and getting a crud thug and i don't know i want to i want to get all that crap off the bottom because it's like 15 pounds of stuff but i also don't want to live with that stuff i want to like actually yeah. have it be painted you know because you're gonna need like you a like, you're gonna need to wear like a poncho or something while you're taking that off because some of that stuff well, like it can smear on your skin and everything yeah you know, if, if the heat the heat can like reactivate it and then it almost becomes like adhesive again I think I'm probably going to once I get the car caged. I've, uh, I was I was looking at pictures of how thing how people do it do it, and um, Blake Meredith sat his car on. Blake is a, a Honda buddy of ours from Atlanta. Uh, he sat his car on the rocker panels on a couple sets of tires and like tipped it up at a 45, um, mm -hmm. like with an engine with an engine hoist. Um, and I was thinking like, what if I made like some bolt-on things to go to the door bars um, and like like off the back of the car and literally just sat the car up at a 90 degree angle. Um, so that might be a thing that I do, but I don't know. I got to figure out how to get an undercoating off. If anybody's had a had good experience getting it off somehow, let us know. Yeah. Well, hit me up on Facebook or email me. I'd love to hear everybody's opinion, but it's going to be a mess. <laughs> it's going to totally suck. Uh, but I'm leaving the paint as is because the paint's really good on the car for now. I was going to spray it the whole car, but I think I'm just going to do the interior nah, just leave and the it. side. But yeah, I figure I figure I'm gonna put like door number cards and like vinyl on the car anyway, so who cares? So, um, yeah, I'm not gonna paint the whole exterior, so I don't want to mess that stuff up. So I don't want to blast it. But I don't know. Car's down to just about a tub right now. I gotta pull the rest of the suspension off, but it's all basically it's a tub. Okay. Um, it's a project. It'll be a fun one. So anyway, I'll stop ranting. We're into this thing for about an hour. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I did just realized show. it has been an hour. Nice. Did a, did a show. Let's go hang out otherwise. Did a thing. All right, man. Um, if you're uh, if you're recording with anybody at Superlap and you want me on there, just hit me up. I'll I'll take the recorder with to work if you want. So. All right. Sounds good, man. Um, yeah. Or or have a good time. So. <laughs> All right. All right, buddies. We'll uh, rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends and all that jazz. So. Hooray! <laughs> drive drive <laughs> safe up to Button Willow, man. All right, dude. We'll catch you later. All right. See you, man. See ya.